I'm forecaster Tommy Stafford for Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we have a conversation about faith and how to integrate our faith into all the areas of our lives. On this program, we like to share testimonies and faith journeys intended to encourage you if you're already a believer and challenge you a little bit if you're still checking out faith, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So that's what we like to do on this program. We share God's Word, and we pray that it will bless you today. We like to start the program with a scripture read. This comes from the New Testament. It comes from the book of Romans, chapter 5. Many of our Bible students will know this verse. It's It's a very powerful verse. It goes like this several verses but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners Christ died for us therefore since we have now been justified meaning declared free of the guilt of sin by his blood how much more certain is it than that we will be saved from the wrath of God through him For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin by his life. That is, we will be saved because Christ lives today. Not only that, but we also rejoice in God, rejoicing in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy reconciliation with God. Again, that's Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 11, read from the Amplified Version. Please take a moment and reread that entire chapter. It's very powerful. And again, this is Everyday Faith Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with today's special guest. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Charlottesville Parks and Rec will be having a Halloween festival on October 26th at the Sprint Pavilion from 2 to 4 p.m. There will be live music, a costume contest, a live dance performance, and trick-or-treating on the downtown mall. Sylvania County will host their 15th annual Halloween festival October 25th and 26th. Friday will be at the library from 5 to 8.30 p.m. and will include arts and crafts and a movie. The 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. will be at the Pleasant Grove Pole Barn for hayrides and costume contests. Bring the whole family Saturday, October 26th from 11 to 2 for the annual Stonefield Shop and Treat. Kids of all ages will love this event that will feature complimentary face painting, train rides, a photo booth, a costume contest, and a parade. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to psa at monticellamedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. And 
Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. I'm so excited that you've tuned in today. We have a special guest with us from the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, rzim.org is their website. My new friend, Sanj Kaura. Sanj works with the RZIM ministry. And Sanj, I am so excited to have you on this program. I've heard you speak several times. Thanks for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me, Jeff. Um, honored uh, to be here and uh, uh, looking forward to our conversation. Well, this is going to be fun because you have an amazing testimony. I'm going to ask you some questions. What we like to get to on this is how you became a believer in Jesus. And so I, maybe I'll just start out and ask about kind of your very successful, maybe, maybe we'll call this sort of like your pre-Jesus life, life before Jesus. And and hearing your story, it sounds like you were an amazingly successful businessman. Maybe we could pick it up somewhere in those years, and you could tell us just a little bit about your life during that time. Yeah, um, so uh, success is, for me, defined very simply is, um, you know, what, what do you have? What, what, what have you acquired? Um, where do you live? What kind of car you drive? Uh, what kind of watch do you have? And so uh, I was um, very much influenced uh, by successful people. Uh, right out of college, I went to uh, Los Angeles and I saw success. I saw affluence, and and uh, boy, did I want that! And I actually wrote it down that I that I wanted certain things. I I wrote a bucket list of of things that I wanted to acquire, and I actually knew what my meaning and purpose was at a very early age, Jeff, which was uh, I wanted to be successful, and I wanted material things, uh, because that's the evidence, Jeff, of being successful. So um, I wanted to make lots of money. That was the that was the formula then, mm. and and how do I do that? And I asked around and uh, did lots of research on where, uh, uh, what things that I was good at, and what what things I was good at was uh, I had uh, a gift of influencing people. If I was passionate about something, Jeff, um, I told everybody, mm. uh, whether it was a good restaurant or uh, or or whether it was a product. Mm. Uh, um, so I got into medical. Uh, Sales. It was in the um, early 90s, uh, and medical devices. Uh, in fact, there's all kinds of different avenues you can go in pharmaceuticals, selling equipment and all that. So I got into it selling uh, capital equipment, large cardiac monitors, and then really got into a specialization of angioplasty, mm-hmm. if you may, of uh, selling heart stents in the operating room or what's called the cath lab. If I can interrupt surgeons. you for just one second, because um, for our listeners, I just want to add in, I have seen a lot of salesmen make a ton of money in the pharmaceutical sales or medical device sales. So I, I see where you're going with that, with your personality and your influence uh, sort of channeled in the right direction. I could see where you would have been uber successful. Yeah. Well, you know, I you know, you learn um quickly uh, a good salesman I always say knows when to but better salesmen know when not to. And I really learned when not to sell mm. or to pitch or to ask for the business. Uh was I I learned to be very patient and I learned uh, that the relationship was more imp- important than the actual sale. Okay, so you became super successful, and um, t- 
tell us when your life sort of uh, maybe started to take a turn from maybe wanting to be successful to it sort of um, headed down a dark path. Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. I would say what what really happened was um, a, a series of events. Mainly, every time I would get something <laughs> like uh, like an expensive sports car, uh, didn't last that long. <laughs> uh, I remember rolling out of a Porsche dealership and uh, driving it all over the place, wanting everyone to look at me, literally, and no one would look at me, and so I kept. Uh, driving around all the time as much as I could for the next few weeks. And then I thought, maybe I should get a red one because it was silver. You know, uh, what will be my next one? And um, what I thought was the ultimate was always a letdown in everything I did, mm. especially material things and then um, some other things that uh, hindered my marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, when you look back on that, now, what do you, what do you, are you able to attribute that to something? Was that pride? Was that obsession gone wild? Was that just, uh, what was it? Was it just, you were rudderless? What, what, no anchor? What, what do you think it was? A great question. I, I, I think what happens is, you know, there are symptoms, you know, for the actual real problem in every man's life. And, Usually there's a list of you don't feel accepted, you don't feel mm. loved, you don't feel valued. Mm. It, it starts going all the way down when you start peeling back the layers, Jeff, and it goes all the way down. You start drilling down, <laughs> you know, when, when you look back at your life after you've had a change in life, which I'm sure we'll get to, but I look back at that and went, man, uh, what what was I really looking for? Uh, why all the disappointments? Why the continuation of having more desire? And then there's confidence and all that. You know, one of the side things in my life, I guess you can call it, was I had a had a speech problem. Still do. I stutter badly when I was a child, um, and so uh, very shy especially with girls and all, uh, and socializing. So um, I wanted respect. All these things you start looking back at uh, that, that you want as a man. Mm. Uh, but the main thing would be uh, getting uh, being accepted. Mm. Mm. Do, do you think, um, you know, sort of looking back on it, that perhaps you thought, that these material items, the Porsche, mm -hmm. the the nice home, you had this vision that these items are going to bring me fulfillment. The, these items are going to make me feel right, um, are going to make people proud of me, that I'm going to hear the roar of the crowd. And then you actually, you actually achieve that success level and you find that it's actually... You, what you think is the top may be actually the bottom. Yes, uh, I experience that often. And, and I think if you're really honest with yourself, you know, um, uh, the, the best part is actually the, the waiting for it, mm -hmm. okay? One of the things I got involved with as, a, as I got 
more and more successful and looked for more fulfillment was I began to do some recreational drugs <laughs> uh, while I'd go out uh, in the evening time entertaining my customers or on business trips or golf trips with the guys. Uh, I was taking a drug called ecstasy. <laughs> and uh, someone asked me in a Q&A, uh, after I had mentioned that, they said, what was, what was that drug like? And I said, uh, great question. I said, um, it was the most amazing thing I ever took in my life. It was euphoric, it was the words I used. And I said, you want to know the best part about that drug? It was a young audience. They all were moving forward, listening to my answer. And I said, the best part of that drug was when it was in my pocket. Hmm. Because as soon as I took it, I knew it wouldn't last. Hmm. Do you think that drug helped in some ways make you into this person? It's sort of like, you know, the Superman's cape. It made you into the person that you would always hope to be. Is that is that what you were searching for in the drug? You no, know, you know what it was? Um, I think what what happens when you're not fulfilled, when you continue uh, for other desires, at least in my life, you begin to lower your bar. Mm. Actually, I began to lower my bar and um, go outside my fence. I was brought up a certain way. I'm from an Indian background. And, um, you know, parents taught me a certain way. But uh, as you get older and, and away from that, uh, I began to lower my fences and looking for almost anything. Like, why isn't this? Why isn't that helping me? Why isn't this? Uh, you know, I was happy in my uh, when I was doing these things. Mm -hmm. You can be very happy buying a car and driving it around. That for sure. You can be happy doing drugs. You can be happy. I'll use the the big S word, sin. While you're sinning, you can be happy. But uh, I, we may be jumping ahead. Uh, but I lacked one thing. <laughs> one thing was missing, and I didn't know what that was. <laughs> But I found it. We're going to take a break right at that spot, and we're going to make you hang in there with us, listeners, because you do not want to miss how Sanj Kalra, super successful businessman, finds his life spiraling out of control and during that time ends up meeting Jesus. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Everyday Faith Radio in just a moment. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Charlottesville Parks and Rec will be having a Halloween festival on October 26th at the Sprint Pavilion from 2 to 4 p.m. There will be live music, a costume contest, a live dance performance, and trick-or-treating on the downtown mall. Sylvania County will host their 15th annual Halloween festival October 25th and 26th. Friday will be at the library from 5 to 8.30 p.m. and will include arts and crafts and a movie. The 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. will be at the Pleasant Grove Pole Barn for hayrides and costume contests. Bring the whole family Saturday, October 26th from 11 to 2 for the annual Stonefield Shop and Treat. Kids of all ages will love this event that will feature complimentary face painting, train rides, a photo booth, a costume contest, and a parade. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to psa at monticellamedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. The 
and welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. We have Sanj Kalra with us from the Robbie Zacharias International Ministries. The website is rzim.org. Please visit it. I've taken several courses online. I've seen Robbie Zacharias speak live several times. Sanj works with Robbie Zacharias, and we for those that are just tuning in, Sanj had a very successful business career, incredibly successful sales career, and we're talking about how he ended up at what he thought was going to be the top peak moment of his life, which ended up really heading to spiraling out of control. And during that time, he meets Jesus. Sanj, if you could pick us up with, take us, as painful as it may be, take us to the spiral and what happened, and and we want to get to the part of how you met Jesus. Yes, uh, Jeff. You know um, what what ended up happening with me was, as I had mentioned earlier, you know the bar was getting lower and lower. I was living a double life. Uh, I was uh, um, living outside my marriage. I was um, involved in all kinds of things that I never thought I would be involved in. And when you lower the bar, um, you don't even care sometimes. And it got to a point where you get so reckless, unsatisfied, nothing is making you happy, um, uh, that uh, you hit rock bottom, that world-famous saying. And uh, that's what happened. Uh, I hit a point where the most important things in my in my life that I value, Jeff, I was going to lose. Mm which was, I'll be honest, my family, my reputation, everything that everyone thought about me uh, was actually uh, fake. Mm. And uh, that's why I said it was a double life. I was living um, this family life, business guy, and then I was living this very self-centered life. I'm saying it in a very nice way. Mm. And um, uh, I was at a point where... um, my wife knew everything about it and was was done. Mm-hmm. My marriage was completely done, which moves into your kids, which moves into my parents and my in-laws, which uh, as an Easterner, my mom and dad would be very disappointed if they knew what I was really about. Mm-hmm. And um, when that happened, when that moment happened, June 8th, 2010, 6 8, 10, uh, that was the worst day of my life. I had, uh, I was on E. I was completely empty. It was the first time where I actually said that I, that I don't like myself. And for me personally, when you don't like yourself, the only thing is that you have to end your life now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to do. And so I went to do that. And uh, that's when uh, some... Something odd happened. Um, my wife, who's American and was Christian, she um, would take us to church once in a while, which I didn't like, very uncomfortable. When I would go to this particular church, uh, there was a black pastor that was on staff there. It was a mega church, a long story, but but um, an interesting one. We would always make contact. He'd smile at me, and I would leave. So I, I had this encounter at church that was odd. I didn't like going there, uncomfortable. Um, uh, I would feel guilty going there once in a while whenever I would tune into in, in the message. And so 
As I was going on my suicide drive, Jeff, this black pastor's face kept popping in my head. It was the weirdest thing. That's how I can describe it. Weird, odd, whatever you want to call it. Um, his face kept popping in my mind, and he uh, was somebody that was the last person that I was thinking of, and I, and I had no idea. So I made a deal as a sales guy. I said, I'm going to head back to the church, and I'm going to make a deal with myself that if he's there, then he's going to talk me out of it. If he's not there, then I'm going through with it. I went to the church, asked to see him. I didn't even know his name. His secretary, Lisa Kibler, said that he's not here. It's his day off. So I knew what I was going to do, and I left. Moments later, she called me, asked me to come back because he would come back on his day off. She knew something was wrong, and she must have phoned him. So I was angry at the time. At that moment, I turned around, I said yes, and I went to meet him. It was the very first time we met over a 10-year spread of time. Mm -hmm. First time we met. Looked at each other for years, but first time we met, I, I walked in his office and we sat down face-to-face, -face, and he asked me what was wrong. <laughs> that was the first question. And for about an hour, sir, Jeff, I explained what was wrong to a stranger to an African-American pastor who I had no idea who he was or anything about him, but there was something about him. <laughs> and after I explained that, he said, so has your way of been working for you? I said, no, it hasn't been working. He said, would you like to try something different? I said, yes. And he said, I want you to go home and think about it. And I began to... Uh, get angry because I said, I'm not going home. I need you to tell me what, what this is that you've got for me <laughs> that's different. And I convinced him again as a sales guy. <laughs> and what I, what, I, what I said to him was, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never come back. Tell me what this is. And so we moved about a foot from each other face to face. And he explained to me, Jeff, perfectly who Jesus was, why he died, and why he rose from the dead, and that he would forgive me. And I prayed with him, and in my own prayer, on my knees, it's all I knew what to do <laughs> from the movies, I prayed, and I said this word, I'm sorry, Jesus. Mm -hmm. When I said I was sorry, it was the first time that I spoke the truth in my life. Mm -hmm. And he forgave me. He forgave me, and I began weep so much. You know why? Because I couldn't believe he forgave me because I, I absolutely did not deserve to be forgiven. And that's when I fully, fully understood the word grace. Mm. That's what grace meant, that I did not deserve it. And from that moment on, and, and that exchange happened, um, I knew, I knew in that moment, Jeff, uh, that he saved my life. Mm. And for me, what, what that meant was I, I would never die again and that I would be with him now, that he saved my life. And no matter what happened after that, I was saved. Mm, let me let me just jump in for a second. And this is Everyday Faith Radio. Jeff Gaffney, your host. We have a guest, Sanj Kaura, from the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries with us. Sanj, if any of our listeners riding down the road just happened on this radio station today, if any of our listeners find themselves at this 
crossroad where you have once been, uh, where they don't think life is worth living. They think they are unforgivable, that they've done too much. Their mm. rap sheet is too long. Mm. What would you say to anybody listening, tuning in right now, who's just listening and, and seeking direction? Yes, I would say that that's for everybody. You're actually talking to everybody's rap sheet. Uh, I believe everything is legal. I think at the end of your life, it'll be accounted for. And when it is accounted for, every human being on this earth, if you're honest with yourself, with your rap sheet, I love that, is we're guilty. We are all guilty. And when you're, when you're guilty, you're done. And how do you make yourself innocent? Somebody else has to die the death that you deserve when, when you're guilty. And the only person in the world that we know of that has ever done that is God in the person of Jesus Christ. He substitutes for you um, what you deserve. We all deserve death, but he says, I will die for you. I will make you innocent. And we all don't deserve that. That's radical, folks. There's nothing like that out there. You won't find it anywhere. Once you realize that you need a Savior and that you need forgiven forgiveness, that's when your life can completely change, folks. And that will give you that missing thing that that drug didn't give me, mm. which is the peace of God. Mm. I've had some awful days in, in my nine years of walking with Jesus I still have that millimeter of peace, even in my worst days. Let me fast forward here for our listeners. So uh, you end up surrendering your life to Jesus. Take us now through in the last portion of this program. How do you end up with the Rabbi Zacharias ministry? And, and how do you now look back on that and say, my goodness, that's a God thing from here to here to here? Yeah, this is crazy stuff. Uh, when you uh, meet Jesus, uh, you will have peace and joy, and he will do things for you that you never thought you'd be able to do. Here I am, a stuttering 50-year-old man when I joined RZIM. And how I, how I ended up joining RZIM is I met Ravi Zacharias because I was witnessing to my mom and dad. Because as a sales guy, when you find something this amazing, you got to tell everybody. Mm. And uh, I told everybody about Jesus, and I still do. I've not gotten over it. And uh, But there were two people I, were, I was unable to tell for a while, which was my parents. And um, I began to listen to Ravi Zacharias and... Uh, um, got strengthened in my own faith, and I began to learn how, how to talk to my parents and love on them and understand them. And I finally had the courage to tell them what happened. It was a, a, a very tough day. It was a, a lot of um, uh, confusion and anger at the same time. My mom and I began to have faith talks. Um, I brought my mom and dad to a Ravi talk that evening. After the talk, Ravi led my mother to Christ. And that's how we met. After that meeting, he wrote me a, a letter, and we began to talk. He asked me to share my my story a few times before some of his talks, and uh, from there we formed a friendship, and uh, we began to have several um, meetings after that. And he uh, asked me to come and work for him, and I said no. There was a mm. second time, mm. I, 
uh, where he asked me, uh, I'd like you to join the team, Sanj. And I said, uh, no. A sales guy being sold. Keep going. Yeah. And I think I'm the only one that says that has ever said no to working at RZM because there is a lineup that would love to come Mm. and work for the ministry. But the third time was very special. Uh, We were in India, my home country, and uh, he said, Sanj, I'd like you to work for me and and join the team. And I said, why me? I'm so unqualified. And he said, because you make my step lighter. Mm. And I want you to be my right-hand man and confidant. And uh, I said, okay, Ravi, I have one stipulation. Because I'm so unqualified, I need you to correct me. And he says, okay, then I have one stipulation for you. And uh, folks, I want you to hear this. He said, I want you to remember to do things for people that can't do things for you. Mm. Beautiful. And so I joined the ministry four years ago. I still don't know what I'm doing. My wife and I reconciled years earlier, and she works for the ministry. My oldest daughter works for the medical sales company that I left. She just got hired two months ago. Only Beautiful God can do story. It. Sanj Kalra, thank you so much for being on the show today. I have so many more questions, but we're out of time. I want to pray for you mm-hmm. and all of the leaders at RZIM Ministries. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and bring you peace. This is Everyday Faith Radio. Sanj, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Let your presence It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. Deteriorating rapidly. I'm Pam Pusso, Fox News. That's the situation in northeast Syria, according to one U.S. official, amid reports that militias backed by Turkey are committing atrocities against Syrian democratic forces and civilians as part of Turkey's invasion of northern Syria. Fox's Steve Harrigan is in Syria. Some disturbing video emerging of what may be, Fox has been unable to verify its authenticity, a Turkish-backed Arab militia fighter executing a Kurdish fighter along the side of a road. Amid those reports, Defense Secretary Mark Esper says he's been directed by President Trump to move U.S. forces in northern Syria south. We didn't sign up to to fight Turkey, a long-standing NATO ally, on behalf of the SDF. The secretary on Fox News Sunday, both Democrats and Republicans have voiced opposition to the president's decision. In a series of tweets a short time ago, the president defends his position, saying, quote, very smart not to be involved in the intense fighting along the Turkish border. Those that mistakenly got us into the Middle East 